Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ooh, welcome back, sports fans. It's another episode of the Cherry Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, in the water. Do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? A lot has happened in football. So buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. And now this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. So 395 coming hot at you guys. So 394. Joined on this one by Alex Tossing the Rock Disopolis and Nicholas Snacks Kreider. Crazy weekend of football. NFL, super exciting. College football, honestly, extremely underwhelming. Um, I thought the Notre Dame game and the Oklahoma State game was great. Obviously, the Ohio State-Utah game ended up being, at least as far as the bowl games going, being the game of the year. Jackson Smith and Jigba puts up numbers you would see in Madden rookie mode. First of all, shout out to John Madden, who unfortunately passed uh, this past week. Um, a lot of great memorials. I, You know what? I mean, our generation really knows him as from Madden, the video game. But like when you dig deep as a commentator, uh, the impact he had as a coach. The coach? Yeah, seven. He's won seventy five percent of his games as a coach, which is pretty crazy. I think it's the highest ever with winning over a hundred games. Um, so just a remarkable. I mean, he was just a, a huge figure in football, and just honestly, a major part in me loving football. And so I'm sure there's so many of us people, at least our age, loving football with the video game. It was just a major impact. Yeah. Uh, so big. Shout I'm in the midst him. of of his uh, documentary being aired too. I mean, they're doing the documentary on like Fox every week. Mm, so. Yeah. Kind of super weird crazy, it works. crazy timing yeah really strange r.i.p betty white can, yeah r.i.p dan reeves a lot of legends a lot of yeah. legends passed away and they'll be missed but we'll cherish cherish their mem i think it's pretty interesting that um madden of all the big five sports like you mentioned josh we know it best from the game but it's the only game that has a person that stands behind it right the other ones yeah. nba it's the acronym for the association same with fifa same with the nhl yeah mlb the show i mean it's, it's kind of interesting that that's the only one yeah i wonder what it would be for if it was like basketball i'd imagine if it was baseball like they would have gotten at least in the time like jeter or ken griffey jr it'd be named after one of those guys or in basketball it'd be like jordan you know, he would have gotten the nod, but Madden is, it's an interesting one. And it's, you know, it's honestly one of the most popular names in football and it always will be. Um, we got golf. We got, you got Tiger Woods. Tiger. That's, that's, right. that's right. That's right. It's a great, it's a great call. I always forget about that. It's a very underrated game. I, you know, I guess like golf itself, most people feel like it'd be a boring game, but I actually kind of dug that game growing up. Um, but anyway, off Pretty the video game. Calm. Yeah. Speaking of video games, video game numbers by Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, he, he put in, what was one of the craziest performances? I mean, no Garrett Wilson, no Chris Olave. He comes out and a lot of people put so much emphasis on Olave and Wilson because they're going to the draft this year. But you have Jackson Smith and Jigba who had a thousand yard season heading into the bowl game. And he was absolutely ridiculous. But Ohio State barely beats Utah. And if Cam Rising, who was once a Texas Longhorn, doesn't go out of the game, I don't know if they get it done. We go to Michigan. 
versus Georgia. And then we got Alabama versus Cincinnati. We were three for four. We liked the under in both games that hit. We liked Alabama spread that hit. And then we really obviously missed the boat on the Michigan bandwagon. I went to my buddy at the bar. It was New Year's Eve. Uh, he runs a, he runs like a big, like um, betting site, a legal betting site. They're doing great out in New York. And I was like, well, who do you have? He goes, play the hits, baby. And I thought that was like a good line. And it, obviously, hits. yeah, he played Georgia and Bama. The thing with Georgia versus Michigan, I really thought that Michigan was going to come in a lot better, um, but they looked like such D bags coming off the bus. Like, I did not like any of their swag. It was just absolute tool central. And it was honestly, from that point on, I didn't think they had a prayer and Georgia came out swinging so hot. Michigan Harbaugh going for and fourth down on like the midfield, like four minutes into the game. Like you don't have Bryce young back there, dude. Like Cade McNamara is fine, but he's not like, you know, a top 10 college quarterback. I thought that was a gutsy call for no reason. Punt the ball, pin them, make them go 90 yards. But instead you give them great field position to start. And before you know it, it's 14, nothing against a great defense. And you're not a come from behind team. So they're not playing their brand of football. They can't run the football down 14, nothing really. I mean, I know it was early, but, but still, I mean, Georgia really just manhandled them on the line. And I thought that game was just wildly disappointing. And that was Michigan's shot. It's not like they have a massive recruiting class coming in. It's not like they have a lot of guys. They're losing Hutchinson or Jog, but they're losing Daxton Hill all on defense. So that was their really big, you know, go for, a, I guess, a championship. And that was kind of like, thanks for playing. Don't come back. So I guess they're not back. So the race to being back is, is not over yet between Texas, USC, Miami, and Michigan. Yeah, and, not even and close. Georgia and Georgia has cemented that they are here. Yes, Georgia playing. You know, we get a rematch of the SEC championship, which is boring. What we all what we all didn't want. Um, but you gotta you gotta tip your cap to Stetson Bennett, right? We we did not necessarily think that he was much of a plus matchup across from Cade McNamara. We kind of we kind of looked at them, or at least my, myself personally looked at them as kind of a wash between the two. Mm-hmm. But he really played well. There was one just key moment of the game that I am recalling right now where he escaped the pocket, outran Aiden Hutchinson, and ran for like a 20-yard gain. So he he's a gamer, and it's going to be interesting. You know, give them another shot at Alabama. We'll see. We'll see what Kirby Smart and the gang can can put together. I, I don't think it's a automatic win for Alabama. I really don't. I think it's going to be a tough game. No, of course not. I mean, Georgia, as it stands right now, is favored. and. I think if there wasn't the SEC championship game where Alabama ended up winning that game, I mean, you'd say that maybe Georgia was, would be even a bigger favorite. Yeah. So I don't think that this is a, a, a shoe in for Bama, but at the same time they did assert their dominance in the SEC championship. So I got to give them the edge. So, I mean, if they're plus money right now, I would take that bet. Yeah. Play the play the hits. And that is the hit that's don't stop believing piano man on repeat right there. And Bama, I don't, I just don't understand that. I'm sorry. It's not like the SEC championship was a close game. They absolutely piped Georgia. They crushed them. That game was not close at any point, really. So to give Georgia the edge in this one is kind of puzzling. I know they beat a better Michigan team, but Hutchinson, speaking of him, he was underwhelming. There's videos about him getting pancaked. 
He didn't look that great against this Georgia offensive line. He, for me, at least lost the odds of being a first overall pick. I think that's going to be Thibodeau or it's probably going to be Evan Neal. If the Jaguars are picking first, they're going to have to take an offensive tackle because Trevor Trevor Lawrence is lost in the sauce out there. This Jaguars team, I could not imagine a a worse rookie year situation to be in. than Trevor Lawrence, but yeah, we'll see. Obviously, preview that preview that game uh, on the radio show coming up this week. We'll segue that to the NFL. Um, let's just start with the craziest thing I think I've seen in the NFL game, at least in a long time. AB mid game, and it's not even like he got benched. He's playing. He's got five targets, three receptions of twenty six yards at this point. Gets he's like getting into it kind of with Mike Evans, it looks like. And next thing you know, he takes off his shoulder pads, his jersey, starts throwing his gloves, his shirt into the stands, and he runs. He's leaving. The game's still going on. It's like it's at halftime. Yeah, you hear the guy in the background go, it's like third down. The announcers trying to hype up the Jets fans. And then A B is running through the end zone, which I don't know how that's legal. I don't know, shirtless. I don't know how that's legal in the game, hyping up the away team. Of, of all things. And then he runs out to the tunnel. No one stops him. No one runs after him, which honestly in the age, I mean, like we're going to see jokes about this for probably the whole week. And there are aspects of it that are funny, but clearly this guy has something wrong mentally. And in the age where ment- there's a major emphasis on mental health, and there's a major emphasis on players having CTE and in in the way we take care of our NFL players. No one from the Bucks training staff ran after him. Well, you will just let I him think go. When, you, when you when you talked about Mike Evans and him getting into it, I think Mike Evans was actually trying to keep him persuade to him to stay, right? And be like, dude, come on, like get a hold of yourself. Like, don't don't do this. He literally and, tried to pull his jersey back onto him. Yeah. Like he was just being a good teammate and trying to look after him. But you, I mean, we've seen this type of characteristics from A B in the past. And I'm not surprised, honestly. Our good friend Adam Rank had a tweet, said, I'm so shocked by AB's uh, gestures today on the game. And that was just a funny tweet, but yeah, it's just, it's really disheartening. Uh, and then Bruce Arians came out and on the post post conference, uh, sorry, the post game press conference came out and said that AB would no longer be a buck. So that does it. And honestly, like, does that do it for his NFL career? Like who, who, who who's wants to want take him? a quitter? I mean, it, it, it literally took, the greatest player of all time to make sure that he was on this roster and staying on this roster. And Arians has already had to go against his word, right? He said it was going to be a one strike policy with Antonio Brown, which brought him on the bucks. Initially he said he wasn't a good fit for them. Um, Brady, of course, you know, whispers into Arians ears. He brings him aboard. They win, they win the super bowl. Um, things seem to be good. They obviously have a great connection on the field. Uh, Brady, you know, I thought was, really mature with his statement as he always is in his post-game press conference. You know, we, we just need to be empathetic towards this guy, send a lot of compassion his way because there's a lot that we will never really know what's going on. Yeah. Um, like you're saying, Josh, like he was going off the field and he was motioning to the away crowd and you don't even, you, the first thing that we think is like, why is he doing that? We can't even rationalize that thought. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to us. I don't even know if we'll ever get a straight answer. Um, he posted Instagrams. He posted three um, Instagrams after the game. Do you all see that? One of them was a paid partnership with Madison Square Garden, I believe, which what? The other one was an Instagram story of him promoting his new single. Uh, 
which like, look, there is, I'm sorry. There's going to be parts of this that are really funny. Another one was him. Just, he actually looks great in this photo. Um, I mean, he's a swaggy looking guy. And it says super gremlin with the shaka emoji, which I couldn't even begin to tell you what a super gremlin is. Then there's the paid partnership with Madison square garden. Um, We'd love to see how that works. Then there's one of him that says big, making a difference. Thanks for the opportunity. Shaka emoji, uh, Bumblebee. I mean, I, I, look, this guy's, I, I hate to say this, but he's gotten so many chances. So to answer your question, Nick, yeah, he's cinnamon toast crunch, dude. Who's I mean, going to let him back in the league? They're calling it the million dollar outburst because he was eight catches away from unlocking a $333,000 um, bonus. And then he was also 55 receiving yards away to unlock another bonus, the same, same amount. And then he was one receiving touchdown away from unlocking a third bonus, which is the same amount. So that total is over a million dollars. And if he plays one more game, if he finishes this game, he could have unlocked, he could have unlocked that. If he plays one more game next week as well, he could have unlocked that. So he cost himself a million dollars here. And no one better to feed him those yards, receptions, and than touchdowns Brady. than Brady. And especially you know who's, in a who's chased records before. He's done it with other guys on his he teams. Knows. Like, he and always and knows. especially in a season where they lose their number one target in Chris Godwin. Yeah, let's talk about the implications that this has for their Super Bowl chances. Is this ring? He cost them a ring. He cost them a ring because you don't have Godwin anymore. And now you're relying on Antonio Brown because Gronkowski is great, honestly, but he's obviously up there in age. We know how Gronk could be as we get deep in the playoffs. He could be he could be off the well. I mean, Gronk had a great game, but he Gronkowski. Leonard, Leonard Fournette having his best his a career year with COVID, with injuries. You need all the guys you can get heading into the playoffs. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to say they're out, but I think not, they're, they're one. They're one. They're one Gronk injury away from being in a in a world of hurt in in a big big time trouble. They barely beat the Jets. I'm on your train now, Toss. I mean, I I honestly don't think that anyone's going to beat Green Bay until the Super Bowl. Like, who is going to beat that team with Rodgers playing how he's playing, MVP yet again? He's going to go back to back. The games that they lost this season, yes, they lost early in the season with him, but the other two losses were with Jordan Love, right? It's not yeah. like Aaron Rodgers were – they weren't losing this game with Aaron Rodgers. No way. And I just don't see anyone beating them until they get to the Super Bowl, especially in the NFC. I mean, you can argue the Chiefs have a chance. You can argue maybe the Bills have a chance. Maybe maybe the, the Patriots. I mean, I, I think the Chiefs have the best chance, but still – they I lost today to the Bengals. Let's not look if we're gonna look if we're gonna. I, I, first of all, I'm, I'm with you, Nick. And, and Toss, obviously, you've been on this train the whole time. And I could do you one better. I don't think anyone's gonna beat them, period. I, I mean, I think a lot as it thing as it always is, it's a confluence of good fortune, too, right? Like all of their players are healthy, they have Adams, Lazard is playing his best football, they've got Dylan and Jones, the one two punch, they've it's got insane. one of the top five best quarterbacks of all time with Aaron Rodgers. She's good and probably going to win back-to-back MVPs. Bakhtari's healthy. Smith is back. Zedarius is back. Jair is back. Like they're all back. It Their whole team is available. And that's so important going into the playoffs. And again, just talking about the bucks, they don't have that availability and health at their disposal that, right now. That Bengals team gashed Kansas city and they gashed a Kansas city team that we've heralded their defense the past couple of weeks. It's looked great. It's looked great. great the past couple of weeks. Kansas City goes into Cincinnati. And first of all, they for a while had a good handle on the game. Jamar Chase. I mean, you want to talk, you want to talk about Madden numbers right there? Where can we rank him in as far as receivers? Top 10 for sure. Locked. 
I mean, they may, they might have the best trio in football, like arguably with now Antonio Brown gone Gallup injured. Like, I don't know. I don't think there's a, a good enough number three on the chargers. And quite frankly, as much as I, we all love Keenan Allen, like Jamar Chase has got to kind of be like, I know he's a rookie, but he's right there. And with them, he's that his, he's incredible. His, his ability incredible. after the catch to, to that one, I mean, he had two 50 plus yard touchdowns today, which is unbelievable, but there's one where he took it across the field and he basically beat the entire chief secondary in a full out sprint. And there's not many guys that can do that outside of Tyree kill. He's incredibly impressive. He's just everything. He's six one with Tyree kill, not as fast as Tyree kill, but close to it. The guy is just a world-class talent. And Nick, what I was saying is you had the bills, the Patriots, and thank you for throwing my pats in there. I don't think we have it yet. Cause again, I think we, have, we don't have that second gear come from behind ability to win. If we're down against, we can't oh, like yeah. the Patriots can't, we can't get in a shootout with the Bengals. No, I think the Bengals okay. should be lumped in there. What about the Titans? Are we like, hmm? are, are we, I mean, they're playing the, the ball, but I, I just they're think they're really seasons. banged up. They're really banged up. You know I mean? How much longer are we going to be able to rely on a team that just has backup running backs and banged up wide receivers? I mean, yeah. I don't know that they're going to make it in. He looks good though. Far in the playoffs. Yeah. Johnson. Foreman looks all right, but like, I mean, imagine that team with Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just think like, like Bill's Pats, they play really clean football, right? Right. Even though they have a ton of injuries, they don't they're make not, a lot of mistakes. Vrabel is a great coach and he makes sure that, that the X's and O's are taken care of. Yeah, for sure. And they're not teams that the Pats and the Titans are not teams that are going to play from behind. Like if they, if they get out to a lead and they hold it, then like that's, that's their style of football, but they're not the type of teams that play catch up. I mean, Mac Jones, I don't think is the type of quarterback just yet to be able to throw you back in the game. Mind you, you don't have really the weapons that, you know, could help you that way as well. But I just don't think that these, that's the style of teams that they are like, they need to assert their dominance early on and just hold a lead. Yeah, yeah. For them, I think it's pretty matchup based, right? Like they're really hoping to keep their seed and hope that the Patriots lose against the dolphins end up being one of those wild card spots that then get to play. And like the Patriots, the, the Titans want to play the Pats. They don't want to play the chiefs. They're the, the one Bengals. Seed. Right. Oh, so, so they're, they're, they're rolling. The, that's yeah. my point. They're the one yeah. seed. So we're talking about health. Can they, can we get Derrick Henry back after they, if they have that buy, is that plausible? Yeah. Can, can Julio come back too? Is he going to be healthy enough to play? And AJ Brown, of course, could use another week. He's always banged up, right? Even when he's out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the AFC playoff picture is what's most interesting. You we were talking about it before we got on the show. We've got the Raiders and the Chargers playing each other. This is a huge game. It's the biggest game of the week, in my opinion. And I'd love to, you know, we'll get into that, obviously, in our radio show. But Herbert and Burrow, the two of them, I'm excited to watch the two of them for the rest, the next 10 years, because I think they're, they're both elite level talents. Herbert today in the game that Nick went to at SoFi, he broke the chargers touchdown record. 35 it's touchdowns. Yeah. It's incredible. In his second season, he already, he beat out Dan Fouts, Drew Brees and Philip Rivers. I mean, Phil Rivers had the record with 34, but in his second season as the quarterback, pretty wild. I think they flashed that, on the screen and, and he had like just a little smirk. It was, it was just so funny to watch him smile at that stat. Can I give you a scorcher of a take? Maybe scorcher. The excluding Rodgers and Brady, because that, who knows how much longer we have left of them. I mean, Rodgers could 
do and pull an AB, and we, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. You know, like we can't put anything past that guy, really. One A, one B. Yeah, <laughs> they got Brady, and then he's obviously got a year or two left. But outside of those guys, and Russell Wilson has fallen off this year. Although the Seahawks team looked great today, we have the young guns, and we were texting about it before. We got Mahomes, who's obviously still, in my mind, the one. I'm sorry. I know you love him, Nick. And I tell him I dislike Josh Allen. I just can't wrap my head around wanting Josh Allen ahead of Herbert going forward. I really can. And for that matter, oh, I don't, I don't know about, I know you're, I think you're with me on that, but what about Burrow at this point? Because I don't know if I can, I think I'd rather have Burrow than Allen as well. Burrow has been playing some phenomenal ball lately. I mean, these last two games have been massive for him. And a lot of it is due to the receivers that we just talked about. You know, we're talking about them being maybe the best trio in the NFL, but definitely helps. He's going to win comeback player of the year, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, suffering the ACL injury last year. So, yeah, I don't know. They're both second year quarterbacks, but at the same time, like, I, I mean, you just got to have to see who can get it done in the playoffs. That's the really, that's the big thing. Yeah. That is the I whole. Mean, it's just, it's important to note where we were at the beginning of this season. I know we've talked a lot about this Bengals team, but majority of media personalities, ourselves included, had them competitive, but in the last spot in the AFC North. You had the Browns at the one, most people had the Ravens at the two, and the Steelers and the Bengals vying for that third and fourth spot, with the Steelers being a sneaky dark horse, as they always are with Mike Tomlin, even with Ben Roethlisberger's health. And here they are. They've won the AFC North. They've beaten, like you mentioned, Josh, they beat their divisional rivals. What's most important when it comes to winning your division, they've taken care of business. And you just got to tip your cap to him. You got to, you got to tip your, your cap to their head coach, the ball that Joe Burrow has been playing how they filled the roster defensively guys like Hendrickson coming in there, their offensive backfield is really, really talented. Very good. It's a good roster. I'm, I'm, I, who knows what they're going to do in the playoffs? A lot of these guys haven't really been there before, especially their their quarterback. But we know he's a gamer, so I'm just just more excitement around that that team. And and one thing There's on a- the Chargers, I think I like talking about the two of them together, obviously because these quarterbacks are basically at the same point in their careers. The Chargers' run defense today finally stepped up, and that was oh, huge. It's great. That's it was huge. awesome. It was so good to see. I mean, they're they're penetrating the holes left and right, and. Um, that was a big tune-up game for them because that's the biggest thing for them. If their defense can hold up, then they're pretty unstoppable, in my opinion. I mean, that just comes down to if people are going to run down their throat or not. Um, they really stepped it up. But potentially, if the Chargers make the playoffs, we could see the Chargers play against Cincinnati in the first round. That'd be really interesting. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm, yeah, you're, I was literally thinking the same thing. I'm looking at it now. The way it's Cincinnati's three and Indy's three and Indy's six. So that's the matchup, I believe, with Casey. Oh, Indy would have to lose, and the Chargers would have to win. Yeah, correct. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think that'd be pretty awesome, but because um, that's a rematch, and the Chargers beat them earlier in the year. Um, and as we were talking, you know, we before this podcast started, we said that they might flex the Chargers Raiders game. Just happened, so that's going to be the Sunday night game. Really, that's, that's awesome. Yep. I'm stoked for that. We're gonna have a good time watching that. Oh man, I mean, that's the. What's the the Steelers can still make it, weirdly enough, because tonight they play the Browns. They beat the Browns and they win again next with their nine, seven, and one with that one tie coming to the Lions, which might be one of the worst outcomes of the year, not just for Nick's wallet, but for the whole season playoff implications. Because they would have been 10 and 7 had they won that game. 
I, I really think the Chargers come in and take care of business. I'm, I'm back where I was with Carson Wentz. I don't even think I ever left that planet, but I'm still on that same planet in my mind that Carson Wentz is so meh. That Chargers loss to the Texans is haunting. That is in the back of my mind. It's, if they lose that game, that is a horrible loss. It is terrible. And I, a lot of people have been pointing to that as well, but it's such an unfortunate situation because they had so many players out with COVID and it doesn't make a lot of sense out of just fairness because a couple weeks ago, they flexed the Browns game to Tuesday. They did the same thing with the Seahawks game as well because players, there's so many players have COVID. Why didn't they do that with this game? Why didn't they do with other games? I mean, we had like almost 20 players out. Yeah. Like really? a lot of starters were out. That's that is BS. That is a great idea. I mean, look, I love this Chargers. I mean, it's crazy the, the narratives. Young Chargers team moved to Los Angeles. Herbert taking them from the sixth overall pick last year, and now they're a potential playoff team. The Raiders have just been a comedy of errors. I mean, honestly, they're not none, none funny. Like, you know, like all these have just been just unfortunate events. Gruden to Ruggs to Arnett. It has just been a gong show over there. Suffering, was, suffering a Waller injury too. One of their best players on the field. They are somehow still in the mix. I, I, the only unfortunate you, can you, is, are you, are you jumping? I know Josh, you said you've always been paddling away from Wentz Island. You never even, you never even put it on your map, but are you slowly rowing towards Derek Carr Island? Because yeah, yeah. that guy's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm rowing there. I'm definitely like, um, I'm on the Wentz's mediocre at best Island. I'm there. I've moved. I've sold my house in the same Darnold has potential. Uh, island. I'm looking to buy a condo in the Derek Carr solid island, and I don't know where I'm. I don't know what I'm doing with my uh, ranch over on Jared Goff can still make a career island. <laughs> I, I got a lot of properties. That was a wild that. trip. <laughs> that was that was a wild trip. I got a lot of properties uh, in the in quarterback <laughs> island. Um, but here's uh, just kind of off the beaten path. I just wanted. To, I had this thought this past weekend. First of all. Corral almost had a scary moment in that Ole Miss game. We were talking one guy. We had, yeah, I mean, he's on crutches mid game. Yeah, we had one guy that we were watching the game at my buddy's apartment, and one guy goes, "I don't get why these guys don't play. Like everyone's just play. Like why do you play the game before then? You know, like it just it doesn't. He's his thought process was it doesn't matter necessarily that you know you can get injured at any moment, so you might as well go out there and play for your team, especially with NILs going down. It's actually kind of a similar mindset that I have." But as he said that, and Corral himself had come up to the media when Kenny Pickett decided to sit out for Pitt. And he said, if I get hurt, I get hurt. Yeah, if I get hurt, I get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And what happened? You got hurt. Crazy, 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 crazy. Um, But I don't think I would take a quarterback in the top 10 this year. And I look at teams like the football team and, and, and the Panthers, teams that lost today, teams that don't have good quarterback situations, I don't think. I still would be taking the best player available because you have guys like CJ Stroud and you have guys like Bryce Young, who I would rather honestly almost go and tank for and trade up for and, and save my draft capital, get those guys. Or maybe Russell Wilson. Do we think Russell Wilson's gone after he was so great with Seattle today? Still, uh, maybe. I mean, Damian Lillard sent out a tweet with Russell Wilson in a Raiders jersey. Really? Yeah, Dame's a big Raiders fan. Dame should maybe buy some stock in Car Island because he might lead this team to the playoffs after we all thought they were left for dead. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I thought it was a really enjoyable week of football. NFL has been crazy 
fantasy. Nick, you won two championships. Congrats, man. Proud Congrats, of you. Back to back. Toss, you weren't in you weren't in the final. No, I was in a third place game and I lost. Yeah. I am in the finals in my college league. I got to watch with my partner and the guy we we're playing today, at least the first couple of games. I'm up five. Wait, your your romantic partner or your fantasy partner? My both. We, well, for the season, it's it's both, right? Yeah, it's both. Right. We're we're lovers in the fall. Um, we are up five and a half, and he's got Juice Landry. Not looking good. No, no, it's looking horrible. I mean, like he had a he had that it's a half. PR? It's a half point PPR. No, it's full point PPR. And oh yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I'm burnt toast. I mean, the Green Bay margin of victory gave the Green Bay head coach three points. KJ Osborne touchdown by Sean Mannion on his first touchdown ever. That was also uh, unpromising. And then he had Burrow. Yeah. That's tough. It's tough. But hey, crazier things have happened. Yeah. Nick, that's a good win. You won the big money league, right? Yeah. I won both my leagues. So and you only in three leagues this year and I went three for, or two for three. Nice. And I went two for three last year as well. That's great. I really, I only won, I've only won one the last six so i mean hopefully we'll see how tomorrow goes but i'm not i'm not feeling good about it uh anything else you boys want to throw on the football front before we pop lock and drop it um just just from my end last quarterback question the 49ers are playing to make the playoffs if they win the game next week they're in um they have the saints they have the saints a game behind them should they play trey lance yes if he's healthy, he looked he good. Played, today. He played very well today. I started him in my big league, my big money league, and he won me three for I mean, three for two touchdowns and ran for one. I think I, I will say watch. I watched a good portion of that San Francisco game. His deep ball leaves some to be desired. It's not, it's not great looking. Um, even on that, that throw to Debo, that was a pretty deep pass. Debo did most of the work and it was kind of just finding, finding the guy in the right spot, but his ability to run with his legs, presents a lot of options for them. And I think that maybe them trading up using all that draft capital could pan out. I'm excited. I all that to say, like I'm excited to see what he can do going forward for them with Shanahan's offensive mind. I think that's a tough that is a tough question. I think that I was it's do or die that. though. They can't lose that game. Mm-mm. I was impressed I think it gives them the best chance to win. I think it's something in terms of a game plan, like you can game plan harder for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's easier to do because you know what he's going to do. He's going to throw the ball, stay in the pocket with Trey Lance. You got to think about multiple ways to defend him and you haven't, there's not a lot of tape on him as well. So it's a little more unpredictable. So I think that they, he gives them the best chance to actually win that game. Yeah. Play the Rams. Does that make, does that make matter to you at all? Nick, that they play the Rams. No, I, I legitimately think they could play any team and he gives them the best chance to win this one game. Okay. I was asking because I think I don't I don't know enough about him to make that call because it's a big opponent. I think Aaron I think no one knows enough about him. That's the X right. factor. Six. Yeah, of I, course, of course, they know in the locker room more than more than right. We, do. Like one, other <laughs> we like to think we know the most. We, we but, have three. We have three games of tape to watch on him, right? Yeah, and he can do things with his legs and his arm. So. Mm. That is far more crucial, I think, in my opinion. I mean, their run game has been all over the place. You know, they they use Debo Samuel. They've had all those running backs go in and out with injuries. 
they could use someone to run the ball a little bit more that isn't a running back, a wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that, injuries, injuries for them are really telling, right? Elijah Mitchell comes back. He gets a heavy workload today and is very effective. Yeah, they right. haven't been wanting to use Debo Samuel the last five weeks, but they've had to because Jeff Wilson's not a three down back. And we know Jamaica, we know hasty isn't either. And sermon hasn't been healthy. I, I would just say to our listeners, as you watch the games next week, you pay attention to the games that you just watched yesterday and tonight pay attention to how quarterback narratives will change as the off season occurs so that you can know who guys are going to, because I watched that Trey Lance game and George Kittle did nothing. So, and Ayuk seemed to be his favorite target. It's, it's interesting how, when, when quarterbacks slot in that are different from the guys that we're used to, how they start to look at guys differently. So yeah. for me, if Lance is starting next year, he wins the job, Garoppolo goes somewhere else. I don't know if I'm taking Kittle as the second or third tight end. I just don't know. That's interesting. He, oh, yeah, he only had one catch today. Hmm. The and you I don't think, need the security blanket across the middle if you can run for five yards every time. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta look. They at the end of the day, they gotta play their brand of football, and that's run the run the hell out of the football and keep the yeah. ball out of Stafford's hands. The Stafford is been prone to making some mistakes as of late. So I think the defense can show up and shore out and they could put some pressure on him and they could keep the ball away from him. I think the Niners have a chance no matter who the quarterback is. And I like the excitement of Lance. Look, he, he played well enough for them to keep him in, to keep him in there and not rush Jimmy G back. Even if it is Jimmy G, they wanted the playoffs. So yeah, good question. All right. Fans out there, drag both feet in bounds. So I'm going to full count right that puck at that putt. HPKs because they free inch free throws. Why guys? Because they are free. Because they're free. We actually we love you.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.